Let's head to the start of the week with a bit of trash talk. And this week on Trash Talk, Marcy Trent Long speaks to Rafi Cristobal and also Hendrik Han- Hernando from the Harbour School all about their environmental education curriculum. Good morning, Trash Talk listeners. We've been discussing the waste charging scheme that's being delayed until August recently. And, you know, one of the reasons for the delay is this sense that maybe the public isn't educated well enough about how to handle the new scheme, how to handle the recycling and the components in it. So that just highlights to me that environmental education and behavior change is really, really, really important to understanding how to improve the circular economy, especially here in Hong Kong. Um, well, so today on the show, we have Rafe Cristobal and Hendrik Hernando, Director and Coordinator of the Social Impact and Sustainability Program at the Harbor School. And that's what they do all day long is they educate children um, on social impact and environmental issues. So welcome to the show, both of you. How are you doing this morning? Thank you so much, Marcy. Thank you, Marcy, for inviting us. The Harbor School was recently awarded Best Green Education Initiative Award, Outstanding Award. Congratulations Um, for its whole school sustainability program in the 2022 Hong Kong Awards for Environmental Excellence. So maybe you can just explain a little bit about your program there and why it's so special. Okay. Uh, at first, it's thank you very much for recognizing it. And it's a really good teamwork, um, not only in our team, but also in our school. So, um, how can I start? So although the school, uh, the whole school sustainability program or SISP officially started only two and a half years ago, it actually started way back. It builds on the school inclusive and community oriented mission, the long standing values and initiative since the founding of the school. So one of the important point in the timeline is Project Hope, uh, which is a trust and build SISP. In 2019, myself and other um, community service oriented teachers started Project Hope, which aimed to cultivate interest in community service and um, inspire volunteerism at DHS. It started as a small school club and later on received a lot of support from the school community, students, teachers, and parents were asking to be volunteers and become school-wide movement. Um, that time, the project focused on providing support on ethnic minorities, the elderly, and to those in need. Uh, we completed around 20 projects from 2019 to 2021, despite the challenges brought by COVID. Um, with the support of the school management, uh, THS launched a social impact and sustainability program or SISP since 2021. Uh, we demonstrate the school's journey in the humble start of Project Hope, later grew into a school-wide movement of community service, and finally evolved into SISP, uh, which is a full-blown institutional project that embraces or embrace education for sustainable development and introduce young students to SDGs. So SISP actually continues the Project Hope traditional, a tradition on serving ethnic minorities, elderly, locally to those in need and overseas uh, over 
cover the SDGs, 2, 3, 4, 10, 17, um, covering SDGs 12 to 13. So your question is like, it's from kindergarten to high school, K to 12. So um, we carefully plan and structure for its first year, which could be benchmarked and referenced to other school sustainability programs. So we have three places, um, the first phase, uh, second phase, and the third phase. Uh, first phase is um, including designing and monitoring, and we call it an M&E uh, framework to measure the young students' learning and behavioral change before and after their participation in SASP, conducting training sessions for SASP staff and volunteers on teachers on SDG.47. Uh, it is like education to sustainable development and global citizenship. Second, we expose students to SDG-related activities. Um, following the framework of Term 1, awareness. Term 2, exposure. Term 3, take responsibility. And uh, the final stage is, we call it pause space, uh, including sustainability reporting to stakeholders. That's fascinating. And well, maybe what would be really helpful, Hendrik, is if you also, maybe you could just give us some examples, right? We just, or maybe some ideas of the best way to approach it. So if Rafa just gave us the structure of the program, mm -hmm. then maybe how do these projects work and how do you engage with the students? Right. So what's different with our program is it's actually integrated in the curriculum. We try to complement what are the different units and lessons that the teachers are teaching and the students are studying. Maybe a great example would be our fifth graders. Um, they have a capstone project that we call the Global Issues Conference. So it's think of it like a TED talk, but all the fifth graders are the ones talking. So for this one, <laughs> it's like um, a combination of their literacy class, social studies and sciences. So what we did is we tried to um, complement it by providing different um, experts and speakers from all over the world, not just in Hong Kong, but from Philippines, Southeast Asia, US, Lebanon, to provide them a better outlook of what are the different global issues happening around the world. And then later on, they were able to understand it better instead of just, you know, doing their research. So they're able to connect directly with um, the experts. And then maybe another one is our most recent seaweed farming initiative uh, with our middle school students, eighth grade students. So it's, we're trying to provide, because um, the Harbor School really values experiential learning. So we do a lot of project-based um, activities and it's a best way for them to continue to learn it and be engaged on all these activities. Instead of, you know, being just talking to each other, giving them a lecture exactly. about sustainability, which I think would be hard for them to grasp, but by giving them this real life experience, the projects that they do, is the best way for them to, you know, be engaged with environmental education. Okay, so give me an example of one of those projects. Right, uh, Ravi, can I talk about the seaweed project? Yes, yes go ahead, yeah. Yeah, so, um, our award-winning, we call it the Seaweed Initiative, <laughs> yes. Um, so it's a project that we did with our, with our middle school student, but it's actually a whole school project. So um, we have, Hong Kong is actually surrounded by waters, right? But 
seed farming is generally right. not very practiced. Not a lot of people know what is, what the benefit of seaweeds are, things like that. So if I may ask Marcy, what do you think is the benefit of seaweed? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, there's so much, right? there. My, my favorite right now is certain types of seaweed. If you give them to cattle as feed, mm -hmm. it makes their um, methane-producing uh, <laughs> problem the carbon, out the back yeah, end. Yeah, the carbon emission. Exactly, yeah, yeah. less strong. Yeah. So there's less methane when they eat seaweed. Yeah, that's How true, that's that? true. It's really amazing. Um, yeah. A lot of people think of seaweed as just a food, but it actually provides so much more. It helps sequester the carbon, filter the water in the sea, provides oxygen as well. All those things, it could be a byproduct of different industrial items, uh, could be medicine, used in cosmetics, things like that. So that's probably the main objective when we did the project. So um, our grade eight students, um, mainly they spent a week. It's like a, an intensive project where they stayed in our um, different facilities, like our foundry, where they designed, constructed, and later on deployed seed farm structures. So they created all these um, seaweed farms that we call. And then in our Marine Science Center, we have two marine biologists, and then they talked about all the different benefits of seaweed and how they can be used later on. And like after they finished building all the structures, they're able to deploy it in the actual sea and then grow seaweed there. So that's like a very holistic oh, experience. You know, you get to see like the seaweed from its early stages and then to grow it to like 40 centimeter long, things like that. So I think it's a very good opportunity for them to learn about environmental education. Exactly. And I bet all those kids wanted to go to school those that week. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yes. Right? Because it was so in Right? Because yeah, it's so interesting. It well, Rafe, if other, maybe some of our listeners want, might want to do something like you know, Project Hope and your program at their school, what, where do you think they should start? Any advice? Okay. So, um, we believe each school, like every organization, no matter it's the size and the industry has its unique and strategic opportunity to grow to operations with SDGs. Like, um, like one school journey, sustainable development would be a unique and different. For example, like a French international school in Hong Kong is going to host a film festival on sustainable development. Another school is Chinese international school yeah. has been focusing on sustainability on food for school. Yeah. And they're catering. Uh, yeah. We are, huh. we are glad to recommend you to, um, go on the global school program, an initiative led by the United Nations Sustainable Development Solution Network. Um, Hanrich and, um, is a coordinator and myself have been um, been officially appointed as the global schools advocate since September 2021. Who are um, oh, very yeah, cool, like a yes. really good experience. Like two out of the five primary um, and secondary schools educators in Hong Kong were appointed for the 2021-2022 cohort. So um, we would like to ask, like. Um, they, they could join, they could also um, be part of the United Nations Sustainable Development 
um, solution network. Solutions um, network. To be, yeah, yes. to be an advocate, like to complete the training program, enhance their understanding of SDGs and uh, education for sustainable development. Uh-huh. There's another one uh, because like um, the, the, the ASD, they could provide also toolkits and uh, key performance indicators to graduate um, for schools. Uh, we would like to encourage schools to join the Alliance for Sustainable Schools or EASS yeah. in Hong Kong. We believe uh, schools should work with each other to handle ESD. Yeah, um, that's those are like um, that we could suggest like for um, teachers or schools who are interested to start with their sustainability education for sustainability program. Okay, that's great. So then, Trash Talk listeners, that was on the UN website. It was called the global the global schools program. Global schools program and be an advocate. and <laughs> and be an advocate. Yeah, yeah, but then also join you guys as well yes, course, in yeah. uh, bringing the sustainable development goals into your into your schools. So I I can tell by the way you guys are. If anyone reached out to you, Rafi Cristobal or Hendrik mm, Hernando yes. at the Harbor School, I have this sense you might help someone out. Of course. Yeah, we definitely, could talk definitely. for the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely we have... share what we have. So it will be easier for us to work together. It's a good teamwork. Like um, if you're in Hong Kong or um, like in other parts of Asia, try to visit us in the school. Or we will visit you. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, right? Yeah. Heinrich and I will go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, you guys, so much for joining the show. We really appreciate your time. And keep up the good work. Oh, thank you very much as well, Marcy. Thank you for inviting us. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas, if you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Thank you, thank you once again to you, Marcy, for such a great feature. And as Marcy said, Trash Talk is back every Monday morning. And Marcy was earlier talking to Rafi Cristobal and also Hendrik Hernando from the Harbour School all about their environmental education curriculum. (laughs) 